So we're starting the recap and review of uh, the 14th chapter. I tried to cover it over two days, today and tomorrow, and then Devidasi Mataji is scheduled to present. Uh, she can do so on, the, on Saturday. The... So, uh, this 14th chapter, which is uh, entitled The Three Modes of Material Nature, has essentially three sections. The first 13 verses talk about the conditioning of the soul by the three modes. In chapter number 13, verse number 22, it was mentioned that Karanam Guna Sangose Sadasat Yoni that the it is only by the association of the modes. A4 will be below it. So only here, here, below us in here. Here, here, here. Welcome. I need more. 40. 40. Four crates. Smartphone and the You're wasting a lot of paper. But I have it legal. Okay. So the first 13 chapters, first 13 shlokas of this chapter, uh, like we said, talks about conditioning by the three modes. And we discussed how Karanam Gunasangosi Sadasad Dhyanijarmashu. This is in the 13th chapter, 22nd verse. So because of that, repeated samsara happens, birth and death, this is the association. Now in this chapter, 14th chapter, Krishna really explains uh, what are those modes of material nature, how they work, and uh, how do they bind the living entity? Nibadhananti Mahabaho Dehe Dehinamabhyam. And how one can overcome them by the process of bhakti. Ya Purusha Prakriti Stohi Bhante Prakriti Jan Gunan Karanam Guna Sambhosya Sadasadhyani Janmashu. Under the influence of material desires, the living entity is born sometimes as a demigod, a man, a beast, a bird, a worm, an aquatic, and so on. And in all cases, the living entity thinks himself to be the master of his circumstances. Yet he is under the influence of material nature and modes. This is due to the jiva's misidentification with prakriti and misuse of his minute independence. This is what was described in the previous chapter. So now we're getting more into detail. So in the first 13 uh, shlokas, we talk, we said that Krishna talks about the conditioning of the soul by the material modes. So in the first couple of shlokas, Krishna glorifies the knowledge that he's going to describe. So 
Apparently, like Shri Prabhupada mentions in the purport that he's already revealed this in chapter number 7, 9, and 10. Uh, I don't know if Prabhupada says that. This is very similar to the way Krishna has mentioned. Like, Param Bhuya Prabhakshyami Jnananam Jnananam Jnanam Uttamam Jnananam Jnanam Uttamam Like that. So it's glorifying the knowledge is going to present. And uh, by taking shelter of this knowledge, one can attain the same nature of form as mine. Mama sadharmyam agataha. Just like me. You'll be like, like it's mentioned, Dikagale bhakta kare atma samarpan, sheikale krishna kare tare atma sam. When someone receives initiation, Krishna makes the devotee as good as he himself in bhava. So quite similarly, once we receive this knowledge, and diksha means divya jnanam, di. And Papa Sankshayam Ksha. This is one way Acharya say. So when you, for example, this is about Diksha, but in general, when you attain transcendental knowledge, it's mentioned here. This knowledge that Krishna is talking about, it will uh, because of that one can attain the same nature or form as Krishna. Second thing is Sarge Api Nopajayante Pralayena Vyatanticha. One is freed from repeated birth and death. He doesn't take birth again in this material world or universal creation. Nor does he, uh, he doesn't take the pains of birth, which means universal creation, nor he has to face the pain of death, which is universal dissolution or annihilation. So now Krishna has already glorified this knowledge. Now he will discuss the relationship between him and individual jivas. So in verses 3 and 4, Krishna explains the relationship between jiva and prakriti. It's very important uh, knowledge because we have to understand that uh, any some any Siddhanta, uh, Dvaita, Vishishta, Dvaita, Chuddha, Dvaita, 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 or our own Achindya Veda Veda, all these fundamentally talk about three elements Ishwara, Jiva, and Prakriti, or Chit, Achit, and uh, Ishwara. So it's important to understand this knowledge. This, this relationship between them. Like Madhva talks about Pancha Bheda, the, the differences between Jiva and Jiva, Jiva and Prakriti, uh, Ishwara and Jiva, Ishwara and Prakriti, and then two Prakritis. So here, the Jiva's connection with uh, Prakriti or the contact with Prakriti is mentioned. Uh, it's mentioned that the Lord impregnates Prakriti, material nature or Prakriti. Mama Yonir Mahat Brahma, he says. Yes, Mamayonir Mahat Brahma. Kasmin Garbam Dadamiham. I impregnate. Sambhava Sarva Bhutanam Tato Bhavati Bharata. Because of this, all the living entities are born. Total material substance called Brahman. I have a very difficult. Uh, project for one of you. I'll tell you who it is. Hang on. Devdas Imantiji. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Dandavad Pranam So you have to present on Saturday. I will present today and tomorrow. I will review that. So you have time till Saturday to present. Yes Prabhu. 
but i have something for you which you can do even on even after your presentation a very difficult uh, project you can take anybody's help but i would prefer that you do it yourself because it's uh, requires a little bit of seniority and maturity in the moment i want you to understand and share with us shankara's interpretation of 13.2 and uh, sorry of 13.3 and uh, the last word i think is in 13.26 i think how does shankara translate it ஒன்னும் go for it it will be useful this exercise will Thank make you. us understand how the mayavadis misinterpret and how proper interpretation is what we should follow yes uh, please i'll try to yeah so then uh, prakriti is called mahat because it extends through all place and time continuously we mentioned in the introduction of bhagavad gita that how the process of creation sustenance and annihilation of prakriti is eternal therefore prakriti is also eternal so it is called brahma because it is the cause of expansion mahat brahma so prakriti is mahat because it extends through all time and circumstances i mean all place and time continuously and it is called brahma because it is a cause of expansion uh and so krishna continues in the fourth uh, shloka prakriti uh, sorry to interrupt uh, i didn't understand this mahat brahma because it extends so it is mahat and brahma because it is the cause of expansion yeah so it, you don't have an external cause na no? prabhu ji you don't have an external cause for the prakriti to expand it is ishvara okay. of course but here it is in brahman brahman doesn't have a separate uh, prakriti is also brahman it's mentioned it's called prakriti is called mahat because it extends through all place and time and it's called brahma because it is a cause of expansion so it is uh, let's go back to the purport i'll explain go go to proper's purport yeah the 24 elements beginning from earth water fire and air are all material energy and they constitute what is called mahat brahma or the great brahman the material nature so these 24 elements they are what expand creation and they are present through time and place continuously it starts much before the elements are created first before uh anything else is created creation happens because of these elements that's the uh, sankhya sankhya philosophy so it's mentioned here that uh, this is this prakriti itself 
these 24 elements, they constitute Mahat Brahma. And further it is mentioned, it is called Brahma because it is a cause of expansion. Because once it is there, it expands by itself. And to clarify that further, Prabhupada mentions in the bottom, into material nature, the superior nature is mixed by the will of the Supreme Person and of Godhead. And therefore all living entities are born of this material nature. Material nature expands by itself and constitutes creation through the elements. But the Jiva is not put in the material nature by Prakriti. That is done by Ishvara. That part is mentioned in the next line. Scorpion is called Vrichika Kandula Nyaya. The scorpion lays its eggs in piles of rice. Sometimes it is said that the scorpion is born out of rice, but the rice is not the cause of this scorpion. Actually, the eggs are laid by the mother. Similarly, material nature is not the cause of the birth of living entity. Seed is given by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And they only seem to come out as products of material nature. So, uh, expansion happens because of the presence of these elements. And therefore, uh, Brahma, it's called Brahma, it's the cause of the expansion. And it happens through time and place continuously. Therefore, it's called Mahat. That's what it is. Did you understand? Yes, Prabhuji. Yes, Prabhuji. Thank you. Hang on, I'm just looking for the time. Now, Krishna confirms in the next verse that Aham Bija Pradapita. I am the seed giving father of all living entities. Read from the purport. Go to the second line. The living entities are combinations of material nature and spiritual nature. Therefore, the material world is impregnated with living entities. What we described earlier in Mataji's question. Um, these living entities, they come out in various forms at the time of the creation according to their past deeds. But the seed-giving father, so to say, is Krishna himself, original father. In verses 5 to 9, it's mentioned how the material modes, they bind a pure jiva. And that's the beginning. Sattam rajatamayadi gunaprakriti sambhava nibadnati mahabaho dehe Dehinam avyaya. How the bodies, uh, they are bound by these bodies. Dehi is that which, the embodied jiva. Embodied, that which takes up a body. So Prabhupada mentions in the purport that the jiva has nothing to do with material nature because it is a spiritual entity. Krishna bhulya jiva bhogvan chakare nikatastha mayatare chapatiyatare. The jiva desires to enjoy independent of Krishna, is mentioned in Chaitanya Sarkamba. Even if for a moment, whatever be the cause, the fact is he is transcendental by nature. He has nothing to do with material nature. And like we discussed in 13.22, by the association of material nature, material world, he acts under the spells of the three modes of material nature. Karanam, Gunasangosya. So, accordingly, they get different bodies. And because they are different bodies, they act according to our nature. And this causes 
our happiness and distress. It is our sobhava which is caused by our conditioning, by uh, the modes. If we understand the working of the modes, our interpersonal relationships will never be an issue. So then we can clearly understand that this is a person who is operating as per his sobhava. He is not his sobhava. One of my mentors, Argyas Sukhava Mataji mentions that the proper disciple, she says that you are not your habit. So you have to understand because of our association of the modes, we get conditioned. Just like there is air conditioning. Now summer is starting and many of you may be switching on your ACs. Air conditioning. We are conditioned. The air is conditioned. Similarly, we are conditioned by the modes. We are bound. Conditions apply, as they say. Conditioning meaning because these modes are operating, conditions apply. These conditions apply on us. And uh, and then the three modes are described. Uh, bondage by Sattva Guna is described in text 6. Prakashaya Manamayam, it is illuminating. So it seems seemingly positive. Sattra Sattva Nirmalatam, of the three modes, Sattva Guna is the most pure. And it is illuminating. Prakashakam Anamayam. Anamayam means it frees one from sins and distress. Oh, Giga, I'm not even aware of the paper. You will have the paper. No, it was this. This will be the instruction. But you should see the paper. Paper has to be well written. My holy well is the paper. One, two weeks they sat on the paper. You are also responsible. You never told me. You are responsible. You are the facilitator. No. At least you should tell me that papers are to be evaluated, not evaluated. The responsibility, all Bhaktis are teachers are like this. They will simply teach and go. Facilitator means you, you are responsible. You know, if you cannot physically evaluate the paper, you have to ensure evaluation. Or that you have to update that it is not valued. Two weeks they kept the paper with themselves. I checked with provision, then I allowed them. Heavily speaking, you know, because there is no, uh, what is that, sacro, it's no purity to the process. Everybody is, uh, it's two weeks back, we wrote the exam, and now we are going to evaluate. It's not even evaluated. We give this trash to spiritual masters. So sign to kar sakte but you should see the paper. Whoever evaluates it, you should check the final paper before announcing the result. You tell them they can wait for two weeks. No, you can sign. Sign is not an issue. But you have to see the papers, I tell you. You clear the papers and then only they should be allowed to pass. I'm going to insist on this. It'll be evaluated. Papers will be marked for you. You just start to Finally, check whether this is marking okay, and then the names will be written. So you tell Vibhukesh for that. Oh. If anybody has very, very big urgency, then also Prabhuji will not be signing. No? Without Prabhuji's signature, how can it be? Prabhuji will not sign blank certificates. And I am not going to sit now and evaluate. 
ஒன்னோட So this conditioning, first we are talking about mode of goodness. So then, you know, it's mentioned here that one becomes wiser than those otherwise conditioned. And it's, it's really mentioned that this is a key take. A man in the mode of goodness is not so much affected by material miseries and he has a sense of advancement in material knowledge. For example, it's a Brahmana. Brahmanas are generally in the mode of goodness. So this sense of happiness, Prabhupada mentions, is due to understanding that in the mode of goodness one is more or less free from sinful reactions so as per the vedic literature satvat sanjayate jnanam it gives more uh, it gives one knowledge and it gives one happiness this is the point what is the difficulty it sounds so good the difficulty is that when a living entity is situated in the mode of goodness he becomes conditioned to feel that he is advanced in knowledge and is better than others so you have people like scientists uh, artists writers they may not be so low class but they have this kind of conditioning that they are more advanced they are just mentioned scientist and philosopher uh, philosophy means love of knowledge we can just see each is very proud of his knowledge and because they generally improve their living conditions they feel a sort of material happiness ali ali just be quick sure is nothing in it no acha theek hai sir okay is as good as dal please incubate here i'll finish the class and then send out there Okay, fine. I complete this class. Just try to get the key. Ek bar Ramnan toh se puch lo ki chippi wada mein who are the good people. Pehle unka paper nikal ke unme se ek do check karo fir wo paper complete ho jayega. Ah. ஜனசங்கேனாச்சாஜனாச்சாஜனாச்சாஜனாச்சாஜனாச்சாஜனாச்சாஜனாச்சாஜனாச்சாஜனாச்சாஜனாச்சாஜனாச்சாஜனாச
and then the next is the conditioning by rajoguna rajo ragatmakam vidhi krishna sanga samudbhavam krishna asanga trishna vishra trishna for krishna our trishna should be for krishna is mentioned trishna sanga samudbhavam because of desire is born of desire and of contact of the senses with the sense objects the classic example that is given is that mode of goodness it is sweet in the, it is bitter in the beginning and sweet in the end and awakens awakens want to self realization so having mode of goodness is a good platform for growing into self realization it's a good platform but uh, rajoguna it is sweet in the beginning bitter in the end and is born out of contact of the senses with the sense objects that is a mode of passion so here it's mentioned that because of this embodied living and it is bound to material fruitive actions karma sangena dehinam karma sangena meaning you will be doing karma not akarma akarma means what yajnartha karmano anyatra lokoyan karma bandhana this is that karma bandhana the fruitive actions one gets bound so the mode of uh, especially the mode of passion is characterized by attraction uh, between man and woman and uh, when the passion is increased one develops a hankering for material enjoyment and because of this material enjoyment one works very hard uh, and becomes bound to his activities does anyone know the story of the bhogi yogi over nose can share उनको बोले ये एक पेपर देखे एक अच्छा पेपर चुनो उसमें से एक ही दे रहे हाँ? लेके आया हूं कौन उसका जो पेपर्स लेके आया हूं ना मैं हां उनको बता दो बता के लेके आए एक बार देख लें एक पेपर वो अच्छे व्यक्ति को उसमें से चुन के दे रहे हैं कह रहे हैं वो बलराम बलराम है बलराम प्रेम बलराम प्रेम हां कह रहे हैं वो दोनों सेकंड टाइम कर रहे हैं वो हां तो तो वैसे ही बसे होगा एक बार पेपर लेके आता हूं एक बार लहरा के देख लें उसके बाद इनसे it is initiation time and uh, so after coming back from mayapur there may be initiations for many spiritual masters so everybody is anxious they're doing iskon disciple courses so i am the coordinator for uh, delhi ncr for all this so we evaluate the papers i'm just thinking i've just checked i think some of you have not done idc so maybe after chapter 14 maybe we can do an iskon disciple course a refresher for those who are not done and uh, for those who have done and uh, a fresh one for those who have not done we can do it over various sessions and then i'll certify all of you then those of you who are eligible for initiation can apply uh yeah so we discuss about the mode of passion and then tamaguna tamastva jnana jam vidhi is born out of the 
Ajnanadam. We are in ignorance, you are in passion. Tamastu Ajnanajam, it is born of ignorance. Tamam, the mode of ignorance is produced of ignorance. Mohanam is delusion. It deludes everyone. It's a delusion of all embodied living entities. And what happens because of that? Pramada, Alasya, Nidrabhi. Madness, indolence and sleep. Indolence means laziness. Laziness. You will just check one paper. Evaluate one ideal paper. Palram Prama, Egdo Chunlo. Best one you identify. Best would be you can, based on this key, you evaluate one paper. And that key will be used for evaluating the other papers of Stuart. He will uh, get the paper, which is fair some 15 minutes for that. Should work. Then you have done your job. Even uh, he does like that. Bamsi wasn't told us like this. One, two key papers. Others, then others can correct. And then you take a final look. Okay. Uh, so what is the summary of this? The summary is uh, okay, by the way, therefore, ignorance means it's bitter in the beginning and bitter in the end. And it's characterized by indolence, sleep and everything. Now, why do you think that the mode of goodness is bitter in the beginning? Who can give an answer? And also, I asked a question about uh, the story of the bogi yogi. So these questions need to be answered. Who wants to answer? regarding this tamoguna yeah. it is better in the beginning because they do arma activities no, i said in the beginning and the result is all stir i said satoguna why is it bitter they are all vikarma activities the work which mother, mother i said why is satoguna bitter in the beginning and sweet in the end my question is satoguna prabhuji it is a do a tapasya and all everything very yeah. good hard work to learn the knowledge yeah. everything yeah. we had right. later so the result is wonderful in the beginning People don't want to study for exams. Children will keep playing. They want to play. But studying is a tapasya. But what is the result? At the end of it, they may pass their exam. They'll get a job. So, uh, Satoguna is similarly, it is, it, there's an austerity. So, there's some difficulty. When you start the process of Krishna consciousness, uh, following the four related principles, chanting 16 notes, etc., becomes such an ordeal. The later on, it becomes matter of fact. Because... For many of us, even after many years, it remains still not so matter of fact. But in general, that, that's the uh, process. And in summary, uh, goodness conditions want to happiness, passion conditions want to fruitive action, and ignorance uh, binds want to madness or covers one's uh, knowledge. So this is like the summary of these uh, parts. Just go down. Yeah. So it's very clearly mentioned. First, in the mode of goodness, satisfied by his work or intellectual pursuit, philosopher, scientist, etc., or an educator, whatever field of knowledge, they will be satisfied that way. Mode of passion, when fruitive activity, owns as much as he can, spends for good causes, sometimes he does philanthropy. This, these are signs of one mode of passion. And mode of ignorance covers knowledge. In the mode of ignorance, 
whatever one does is good neither for him nor for anyone now sometimes there is a competition among these three modes all the time there is competition among the three modes while every mode is trying to be superior to the other so sometimes we see ourselves that there may be days when we feel like very very awakened to krishna consciousness we don't feel sleepy in japa or studies we have enthusiastic for service we are very humble and tolerant in our dealings etc so that it just means that there is a predominance of the mode of goodness but sometimes we are so fruitive that you know we get upset for things we are arguing all the time in a mad rush we are not able to think clearly bahushaka hanantasya all that is a mode of passion being predominant and many times you would feel like just sleeping i remember first couple of days of my covid infection i didn't feel like doing anything although it was difficult for me to lie down because of my breathlessness but yes complete tamogun so difficult chanting was an ordeal so then you know mode of ignorance is predominant so it's mentioned that the modes appear and disappear according to operation or exhaustion of old karmas very important point is go down so one sometimes a b c a is prominent sometimes b is prominent sometimes c is prominent like that so here the modes will appear and disappear uh, based on our operation or exhaustion of old karmas uh, or old karmas result in further inclinations or swabhavas so so the prominence of a certain mode is manifested in one's dealings activities etc one is actually intent on advancing in bhakti as to transcend these three modes which is what popat mentions krishna mentions in 14.26 and then 11 12 and 13 what happens when goodness increases passion increases and ignorance increases so uh, nine gates of the body are illuminated by knowledge now you might be wondering how do all the nine gates be illuminated by knowledge you can understand that the eyes can be illuminated the ears can be illuminated by hearing pure sound nostrils can be illuminated by smelling flowers offered to the lord mouth by eating only honoring krishna prasadam and glorifying the lord how do you how do you illuminate these gates like the the, the inferior so called gates how do you, what is mentioned here clearly is that what it means is that uh one can see hear and taste things in the right position or anything you like it's mentioned here uh meaning everything is used tattat karma pravartana as is mentioned we do every activity as it is meant to be done when it is to be done how it is to be done uh, so quite similarly here each gate of the body is utilized only for that purpose and not more and as it is meant to be used so that is in knowledge and in passion what happens passion is characterized by uh, great attachment fruitive activity intense endeavor uncontrollable desire and hankering so why is why are the ambani still trying to earn money they should be happy with their uh, existing billion where is the one the next billion 
this a passionate person is never satisfied with the position he has already acquired it could be power it could be fame it could be followers na dhanam na janam na sundari is the mood of a devotee but a fruitive worker will always be dhanam dehi dhanam dehi sundarin dehi etc that's a prayer given to demigods mostly um so uh, more somebody in the mode of passion he develops a great hankering for sense gratification there is no end to sense gratification he always wants to remain in this family and in his house and to continue the process of sense gratification so this is the mode of passion and uh, finally the mode of ignorance what is the mode of ignorance there absolutely no knowledge somebody may be able able to work but he doesn't work he just lazes around um my gurudev sri gopal krishna swami mentions that uh in canada when he used to stay there he would see a place close to i think park street or something he would see people sitting on the balconies of the houses uh, with their bellies out and drinking beer they would be living out of uh, state relief and doing nothing simply lazing around so it's a, this is like uh, a characteristic of inertia inertia or uh, laziness one of the problems i face sometimes if i sit in one place i don't feel like getting up this inertia it's laziness like that okay so then uh, tomorrow we'll discuss the rest of the chapter there will discuss the effect of the conditioning by the modes and then how does one transcend the modes this we will uh, discuss tomorrow and uh, we can take one or two questions if you don't mind while you are asking questions i will be drinking something because i haven't had dinner sorry lunch or whatever you want for it yeah you're almost getting a full house now ंग Prabhuji, regarding a mode of ignorance where we don't have uh, knowledge or full knowledge, or so is it like we also assume things in mode of ignorance? Yes, speculation. Speculation can be in the mode of passion also because philosophers, uh, uh, especially some of the demonic scientists, there's some speculative philosophy that are floating around. Even the mode of passion also, and yes, generally when we misunderstand people, misunderstand things, forget things, all this is a mode of ignorance. We make our own assumptions based on very less data. That could be the mode of passion also, not necessarily ignorance. But yes, when you, without any diligence, you come to a conclusion. It could be in the mode of ignorance. Yeah. 
Yes, Prabhuji. If you have kept a, if you have slept six hours, then maybe a power nap of five minutes should be fine. So that's the balance. Yes. Don't go above that. Prabhupada talks about six hours. Some places he talks about seven hours. But he says in Bhagavatam class you speak even you sleep ten hours, twelve hours, but don't sleep in Bhagavatam class. So that is also important. Yes. Day sleep is generally not recommended for brahmacharis. Grasthas in general, those who are working don't have the time to do day sleep. So, uh, even for Matajis, I guess, who are not uh, in uh, office settings, but are sort of either working from home or taking care of the home. For them, this is the principle. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna Prabhu, Dhanat Pram Prabhuji. Yes, Pradeya Prabhu, Dhanat Prabhu. Prabhu is related to the same question, but uh, as sometimes uh, our health is not good or very, we are tired. So we have spending with uh, some rounds or doing some devotional service spending. Still, we are able to execute that. Just like you said, when you are in Corona, you are not able to, that was struggle to complete chanting. Yeah. Like, so in such a situation, how we have to move ahead? It's, it's fine if it's once in a while. It shouldn't become a habit. If it's becoming a habit, then you should mold your life in such a way that you're able to complete the majority of your rounds in the morning. If there's some problem with lifestyle management or work-life balance. Um, once in a while, it's fine. You cannot help it because it's, things are not always in our control. Like today, I initially thought that because, you know, I wanted to get myself shaved up. So I thought I'll go at 6.45 and then I'll have some rounds left. But then I decided, you know, it's not going to work because if my rounds are pending, then I'll be, I'll be in trouble. So then I continued chanting, completed most of my rounds. It was weird, I completed 15 rounds. But uh, that one round remained till about 11.30 because I got so busy. So we can see that it meant can get very, very dangerous. Therefore, uh, it's a far better idea to, uh, there's no such thing as time management. There's only priority management, all of you know. So put this top of the priority. Everything else can wait. Your 16 round first commitment to spiritual master. Right. We'll have to mold our life to achieve this. One of my God brothers, uh, one of our God brothers, Hanuman Prabhu, is one of the most powerful preachers in his con. Delhi and his con in general. He gets up at 2 o'clock and 2.30 to 
435 he completes his rounds he doesn't even right. come to the temple for mangalarti daily but his rounds are complete by 5 and then he comes for guru puja and bhagavatam so it's it's like that it's a commitment of course he's not a temple brahmachari so he can afford to do this okay hari krishna prabhu ji yes mam Prabhu ji, uh, they're talking about Vasudeva state, a state in which one can understand the science of God. Uh, we can, I mean, uh, is it something like what normally sannyasis have achieved? There is no tinge of any other uh, <clears throat> modes. It's only the pure goodness mode. They uh, go to the first canto. The Vasudeva position is uh, properly documented. I want to just look it up and post the definition. First canto of Bhagavatam, Prabhu. Yeah. Why did you ask this question? No, I just seen it in uh, the text ten when you uh-huh. were discussing about sometimes the mode of goodness becomes prominent, decreasing yeah. the mode of passion. So the last line, uh, how one one mode takes over the other, and the last, uh, you know, the third line has mentioned. Uh, <coughs> If one is determined, he can be blessed by the mode of goodness, and by transcending the mode of goodness, he can be situated in pure goodness, which is called Vasudeva state. A state yes. in which one can. Vishuddha Sattva. Vasudeva means Vishuddha Sattva. Okay. Sattvam Vishuddham Vasudeva Shabdichoditam. That's the word. Uh, that's a shloka. If you remember, Rishma Mataji had posted. Rishma Mataji posted. Who had posted? Hey, Krishna. Which one? You posted this shloka, na? Satam Vishuddham Vasudeva Chodidam. You posted that shloka in uh, recently. Yes, from seventh canto when you were speaking. Yes, yes. But please. the shloka was from first canto. What you just posted. The shloka from seventh canto is I think seven, ten, six or yes. something. I forgot. It is Satam Vishuddham Nija Brithya Bhashritam. Yes, seven, ten, six. That's actual shloka. Yes, ma'am. What you posted was from first canto. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You posted that four three two three. Satam vishuddham vasudeva shabditam. Yadiyate tatra puman apabrata. The one I am saying is nija brithya bhashitam. Seventh canto. This is the word that. Sorry, just go back, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. Let me answer Ambika Mathur's question first. Go back to the shloka that you posted. Yeah. Uh, Ambika Mathur, can you read this translation? Yes, sir. I am always engaged in offering obeisances to Lord Vasudeva in pure Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness is always pure consciousness in which the supreme personality of Godhead, known as Vasudeva, is revealed without any covering. Now you go to forty the shloka that is posted below, which is from this chapter itself, fourteen point two six. See how scientific proper this. This shloka here you see right below the purport. is quoting this no no don't go in don't go in don't go in she's go back i said don't go in read this paragraph ambika mantri the second paragraph 
Therefore, therefore, Shuddha Sattva has described in his verse as the transcendental position, which is technically called Vasudeva. Vasudeva is also the name of the person from whom Krishna appears. This verse explains that the pure state is called Vasudeva because in that state, Vasudeva, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is revealed without any covering. To execute unadulterated devotional service, therefore, one must follow the rules and regulations of devotional service without desire to gain material profit by fruitive activities or mental speculation. Is that fine? Yes, Prabhuji. Uh, so, Shuddha Sattva, Vishuddha Sattva, or Shuddha Sattva is a, is a position beyond the three modes. Anybody who is situated in that position is in Vasudeva position or Vishuddha Sattva position? State of consciousness. So is this the state of consciousness everybody has in the spiritual world, Prabhuji? Absolutely. You have to be, you have to be in Vishuddha Sattva. You have to be beyond the three material modes if you have to be in the spiritual world. Okay. Thank you, you this uh, you can read this shloka further the later by yourself what is the reference it's 4323 so you can read 4323 sure and uh, reshmata you can post that shloka later Thank you. Thank you so much, i just told you na satyam i think it is satyam vishuddham okay Okay, who else has a question? No. Okay, nobody answered the story of the Bhogi Yogi. So somebody wants to volunteer? Nobody knows. So there was this man who was meditating. And uh, he had now possessions, just a few loin clothes and all that. One day he found that some of the loin clothes were torn. He could see that the rats were tearing them up. Yes, so to kill, the, to, to kill the rats, he bought a cat. To feed the cat, he needed milk. So to get the milk, he got a cow. To milk the cow, he got a maid. And then he made her wife. So the yogi became bogi. So this is a classic case of how desires develop and then one gets into fruit circle of fruitive action. That's what it is. So we'll wind up today and we'll regather tomorrow. Uh, unless someone has any last questions, we still have about five minutes to. Prabhuji, Hare Krishna, Prabhuji, can I ask from 10th chapter? Sure. Prabhuji, in 10.31, that Makara is translated as shark. So, Makara is crocodile, no? Then, why is it translated as shark by Prabhupada? Honestly, I don't know. 
I have to check. And some of the things that I have to check, nobody follows up, I just forget. <laughs> so, let me see. Makara is crocodile. Otherwise, calling it sharp. What is the purpose, say? Post the slogan, huh? let's read it. Prabhupada, shall I read the translation? Yeah. Of all the uh, translation is of the purifiers, I am wind, of the wielders of weapons, I am drama, of fishes, I am shark, and of flowing rivers, I am ganges. Purport of all the aquatics, shark is the biggest and certainly the most dangerous to man. Thus, shark represents Krishna. Thank you much. Hang on. This is a 10 point what? I don't know, we'll have to check either uh, Gita Bhushna or uh, Sarartha Varshini. I forgot there's one site, so Gita as it is .com or something. Oh, very good. Who got this? Who opened it up? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna Prabhuji, I opened it up. Smart kid you are. Nakra. <laughs> Nakra is crocodiles. Now I understand why I say Nakra Maru. Makara is sharks. This is what Bhagatam says. Sambranta Nakra Makaro Bhayakirna Koshaha. So I don't know. Mataji, I think we are basing it on a on an assumption that crocodiles are called makara. Ah, but, yes, because in school also we used to study that makar means crocodile. So no, maybe but Gangaji is Gangaji's uh, uh, mount is a makara, which is a crocodile. So I guess we'll have to check either Gita Bhushan or uh, uh, who, which is the site? Does anyone remember that the, the, the commentaries of different acharyas are provided? 
just check. Bookmarks, I have something. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Yeah. Uh, just checking the sanskritdictionary.com. So it says uh, Makara is a kind of sea monster, sometimes confounded with a crocodile shark, dolphin. Uh, crocodile shark. Yeah, sometimes confounded with crocodile shark, dolphin, etc. It says. Sometimes confounded. 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 Yeah. So it is none of these, huh? <laughs> Um, I, mean, I know yeah. that in, in the Smartha tradition, they put all these, in temples, they put all these sculptures, Makara and Sharaba and all that. Uh, hang on, I'll just tell you this. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Dhanvar Pranam. Pranam bro. Uh, Prabhuji, is this, the website is lovegeeta.com? Yeah, that's the one. Yes. Just, uh, just go in and look at 10.31. Uh, yes, Prabhuji, I'm, I'm seeing that slope. So, there are commentaries by uh, uh, Srila Prabhupada, Sri Baladev Vidya Bhushan Ji. Shri Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. Go to Baldevidya Bhushan and Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. 10.31. Prabhu, I'm sorry. I'm, I cannot share here. But I'll send the website link. No, like uh, uh, Rahul or Ritika Mata, you can, you can share that. lovegeeta.com Who's sharing now? Aprabhuji, I'm doing it. Okay. 
Oh, this is great. Who is this? Baldevdya Bhushan. Among fish, I am the makara, a special variety of fish. You know, what does Vishnu Chakradhaur say? Again, special type of fish. What does Madhva say? Doesn't even talk about it. Ramanuja? Okay, Kesav Kashmiri, this is, a, this is a Nimbarka. They didn't talk about it, huh? Acharyas are not taken very important. Before going to Shankara, go to Sridhar Swami above. Ah, a particular fish that can swallow a whole whale lives in the deepest part of the ocean known as Makara. My understanding is it is this. Prabhupada uh, elsewhere has mentioned Timingila and Makara. These are gigantic fish. So, nobody is used to the word crocodile, Nidhivan Radhika Mantri. None of yes. the Acharyas. Yes, so, for, so, in this context, we accept it as uh, fish. Okay, Professor. And uh, the other thing is uh, Devidasi Mataji's project, now itself, let's address. Uh, Ritika Mantri, can you go to 13.3 and 13.27? Shankaracharya. No, not 13.3, sorry. 14.3 and 14.27. Sorry. Mama, my own Maya, Prakriti, which belongs to me, Vyoni. Since Prakriti is great, Mahat, as compared with all its effects and is a sustainer, Brahma. Prakriti is Brahma since it permeates all of its own products. Therefore, the womb itself is qualified as Mahat Brahma.
Okay, this doesn't sound very complicated. Go to 14.27. That's where it gets really difficult. Could you post this, uh, send me this commentary? Yes, Guruji. 14.27. Yes, 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 Guruji. I'll send it. This, and then I'll try to tell uh, this class. Uh, so, Devdasi Mataji, your project is done. Uh, so, 14.27, I'll just give an explanation in case somebody asks all of you from a preaching point of view. Once I get this, then I can talk. Okay, so thank you, uh, Vivek Prabhu, for locating this. I completely forgot the site name simply because I don't love Gita. So let me, you can send me the link also or post the link on the group and uh, admins group also. I can add it to my favorites or bookmarks. Okay, Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Tomorrow is Shivratri as per Vaishnava calendar. I've been asked to give the morning class tomorrow. Most of the temple will be empty. Devotees are leaving for Mayapur tomorrow. Some will be there. But it will probably be in Hindi if there is nobody to translate. Or a mix of Hindi and some English. So those of you who have the time are welcome to log into iskondari.com. Prabhuji, what, huh? what Eight time? Eight a morning class. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. I had a query. <laughs> okay, there you are. <laughs> Prabhuji, how should Vaishnavas observe Mahashiva? Well, Hari Bhakti Vilas says that uh, one should fast for Gopeshwar Mahadev. But Prabhupada never... Uh, whatever follow fast we follow is what Prabhupada has told us and what the Vaishnava calendar which is developed by Bhakti Siddhan Saraswati Thakur says. There is no fasting for Shivrati that is mentioned in this. There is no Jagaran. In Vraja, they do. Many devotees in Radha Kund and many other places, they may do because Gopeshwar Mahadev is whom they worship in that sense. But because they have a tendency to get confused between the Mahadevs we know and we've been taught. It's a safer option to not get into it. Simply glorify Lord Shiva and have a feast. Eating and feast, feasting. What is it called? E uh, eating and uh, ch chanting and feasting. That's it. Is that fine? Thank you, Prabhuji. We already have enough fast. Please understand in our altar we have Jagannath Das Babaji Maharaj. You check the Vaishnava calendar, there are fasting for him. Not there. As per the Vaishnava calendar, there is no fasting for Sita Devi, wife of Lord Ramachandra. 
we fast here because we have an altar of sitaram none of the six goswamis appearance or disappearance they fast does it answer your question yes prabhuji thank you prabhuji shri prabhupad ki jai जय जय श्री कृष्ण जय